With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Cardinals season 2020. Can we get back to baseball? Please. Yo. What's going on, everybody? Brendan Schaefer here with you for another B Shafe Daily. And if you didn't get that reference off the top, stop listening to this and go watch Hamilton. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, hope you liked that. I thought it was kind of fitting because we've been talking about this COVID stuff for far too long. It's been, it will have been 17 days since the Cardinals played a game by the time they hopefully take the field on Saturday in Chicago. And so I just thought, can we get back to baseball, please? Yo. And so that's what I uh, did a little editing to put that together. But we're going to talk about all of the relevant details from John Mozeliak on Thursday evening, recording this after his Zoom conference took place earlier this evening. We're going to get into what we know about the Cardinals' schedule, what has been reported, what has been confirmed by the team. We'll get into what we know that has been confirmed by the team about the Cardinals' roster, what that might look like over the weekend and beyond. And certainly, if you're talking about the roster, the most interesting nugget of information, the promotion of top prospect Dylan Carlson is finally here and upon us in St. Louis Cardinals Nation as the outfielder who tore up Springfield last year, was promoted to Memphis at the end of the season, tore it up there with even better numbers than he had in Springfield. Pretty much showed he had nothing left to prove in the minor leagues, and then considering there is no minor leagues at all for him to play in anyway in 2020, a lot of Cardinals fans have been clamoring for this moment, and they'll be happy to know that it's finally here. And it's kind of crazy, though, when the promotion of Carlson isn't actually the biggest, most relevant piece of information from a John Mozeliak news conference that happens in the year 2020 because really it's first and foremost got to be about when are the Cardinals going to get back on the field and are they going to get back on the field you know I think there have been times over this past week uh, certainly after the second kind of hiatus for the Cardinals because they had the first one July 29 that's the last day they played a game against Minnesota up in Minnesota and then they travel to Milwaukee they find out Thursday that they're not going to be playing the Brewers essentially, because they've got positive tests. They go about a whole week in Milwaukee, get to leave and come home the next Wednesday to St. Louis. They practice Wednesday and Thursday and then find out they've had another setback. And so we've spent pretty much another week from that. So two and a half weeks, basically, since we started this whole ordeal by the time we get to the end of it, assuming that Saturday is the end of it. Uh, Because this morning, Thursday morning, We're reading about another postponement, potentially, that Friday's game against the White Sox is postponed. Not going to take place. They might do a doubleheader on Saturday, though. And so we're thinking, oh, man, we've been down this road before. I don't know if this is going to be something that we can trust to actually take place. But then we're talking to John Mozeliak tonight. That is the plan as it is according to the Cardinals. And Mozeliak said Friday he expects more information to come out from Major League Baseball with regard to the rest of the Cardinals' schedule, but really it boils down to what it's boiled down to all along. 
when you talk about the question of can the Cardinals keep this on track and can they actually get back on the field, it comes down to testing. If they get another positive, I think you're going to see another setback. And I don't know how many more setbacks they can handle because, as I mentioned over the last week, there are certainly people who have wondered, are they going to get back? Should they even try to get back? I haven't been in that camp, but I've seen people that were. I've seen people that have said, you know, and they question the competitive nature of the season. Is it fair if the Cardinals return to play, but they don't get 60 games done? What if they only get 45 games done or 53 games done? And a lot of people I've seen on on Twitter have been pretty worried about that. I don't really, that doesn't really jive with me because I, I honestly, frankly, don't understand it as a mindset at all. And a lot of people would say, well, that's just being a Cardinals homer because you cover the Cardinals and, and you, you know, you want to see them have the opportunity. Look, the Cardinals have bigger things to worry about at this moment than whether or not they're going to make the playoffs. But if we really want to have that conversation, you look at right now, they're two wins, three losses. Technically tied in the loss column with the Cubs, unless the Cubs have since lost a game since I saw that stat. I guess it was yesterday. And so from a competitive standpoint, you know, they're so early in their season, they've only played five games. Yes, it's going to be difficult for them to win a lot of games from here on out. A lot of those games are going to be seven-inning doubleheaders. I saw Derek Gould report they're going to play two against the Cubs early next week. And they'll have, obviously, the one against the White Sox over the weekend. So that's potentially three in the next week. Is that ideal for a team that hasn't really had any baseball activity in 17 days? Other than a couple of workouts at Bush Stadium? Obviously, it's not. It's going to be a tough road to hoe for the Cardinals, no question about it. But I think that's, when I think about, like, and, and I, really John Moselak, his tone in, in the Zoom call on Thursday, I think kind of jibes with what I'm saying. I think we're kind of on a similar page with some of the questions that were asked about, you know, competitiveness. And, and he was like, look, I mean, we, we think we're going to be competitive. We intend to be competitive. We're not just going to lay down because we've had this happen to us. And we're not, you're not going to hear us crying or whining about it. But, you know, our intentions are to be competitive and, and basically look at this like it's a second chance at our season, which I think is the right mindset. I don't know what else, you know, he would he would be expected to say in that situation. But it's probably not, like, foremost in his mind, you know, whether they're going to win the games on Saturday. He's just right now hoping they get to play the games on Saturday because you've got you've to get into his mindset a little bit and think it. there have probably been moments where, in his mind, this is kind of teetering, as it's been in all of our minds, is this teetering on an edge where the Cardinals, you know, what if they play, but people say, you know, Major League Baseball decides they can't be eligible for the postseason. That's not something I, I got a sense from John Moselock of on Thursday. If that's what baseball's, Major League Baseball is going to announce on Friday, that would be a surprise to me because I did not get that sense. If you're talking about a second chance at a season, you're talking about being part of the competition for a world championship. And the thing that the, the quiet part that Moselock didn't have to say, but I'm going to go ahead and say it because I think it matters a lot. Everybody makes the playoffs this year, so they're probably going to be fine. Everybody makes it. That's kind of my joke about, you know, what I said about hockey in past years in the NBA, when 16 out of 30 or 31 franchises make the postseason. That's what you've got in baseball this year. They've they've modified the postseason structure. 16 teams are going to make it. Two from every division and then two wild cards from each league, National American, beyond that. And I could pull it up right now to give you a sense of, all right, what's what's that look like as far as a record? Because I've got people talking about, 
And I mean, I get it. If you're a Cubs fan and you're like, my team's like 10 games above 500, I don't think it'd be fair for the Cardinals to come in here and, you know, take it. Have an issue with the expanded postseason if that's your complaint. Because right now the Cubs are 12-3. and three. The Cardinals are going to have a hell of a time trying to catch the Cubs, but they don't need to. There's no reason that they need to catch the Cubs. Because right now second place in the division based on winning percentage is the Brewers at 438. They're 7-9. and nine. The Reds are 8-11. and 11. Six games back of the Cubs. The Cardinals are actually technically five games back of the Cubs, closer than the Brewers or the Reds, but they're in fourth place because they're 2-3 and three with a 400 winning percentage. So I don't think I've ever seen that. A team in fourth place in the standings, winning percentage-wise, but they are the closest to first place as far as games back because they're 2-3. and three. They're 10 wins back. They're tied in the loss column with three, and so that's five games back. It, that, that math only works out when you have a major discrepancy in the amount of games played, but that's where the, the Cardinals are relative to the rest of the league right now. But Cubs fans, it's got nothing to do with y'all because the Cubs are, I mean, have they clinched mathematically? <laughs> Pretty much. If they're 12-3, and three, I say that with hyperbole, but they're probably going to win this division. be great for the Cardinals to give them a run, certainly if you, know, you can make up a lot of ground if you're beating the Cubs and you've, you've still got 10 games left against them. So assuming that Major League Baseball is able to concoct a schedule that gets you 260 or close to 60 games, you'd think at the very least they would prioritize these divisional games. You know, if the Cardinals don't end up playing the Tigers, okay, that's not that big of a deal if they don't get in all their games against the Tigers. But make sure you play the teams in your division because the way they structure it now, first place gets in, second place gets in, and then it's a wild card against the other divisions. So... For instance, right now, Marlins and Braves, both above 500 in the East. Rockies and Dodgers, above 500 in the West. The Padres are also above 500 in the West, so they would be a wild card team, one of those two spots as of now. But then the Central, you got the Cubs well above 500, best record in the league at 12-3. and three. Good for them. The Brewers, as of now, second place, 7-9. and nine. They're below 500. They'd be a playoff spot. Not only would they be a playoff spot right now, but the Brewers... Again, I know we've got season remaining. We're only about a quarter of the way there for most teams. Way less than that for the Cardinals. But the Brewers right now would be the, if I'm not mistaken, they would be the number six seed in the National League. Because the way they break it down is the three division winners, they get seeded based on record, and then the three second place teams get seeded based on record, and then the other two wild cards are seven and eight. And so the, the Padres at currently 11 and eight would be seventh. And then you'd struggle to find an eighth team because they're going to be below 500. The Mets are two games under. The Reds are three games under. Diamondbacks are three games under. Giants are four games under. Phillies four games under. Mets, Nationals. Everybody's kind of, you know, a few games under 500. All having played a different amount of games relative to each other. Cardinals, only one game down. All you got to do is come back and win a few. And I know it's going to be difficult. But I, I just... I don't even want to have a conversation about, you know, is is this fair? Is this the competitiveness of what if the Cardinals only play 49 games and they, so what? I don't think it matters because at that point you're talking about the, you know, potentially the eighth team. If you're worried about, well, my team didn't get in because of, you know, they played 60 and they only won 30 games or let's say they only won 29 games. They went 29 and 31. We missed the playoffs by one spot because the Cardinals snuck in. They only played 49 games, and they were under 500. They went 24 and 25. Winning percentage would have the Cardinals ahead of the team that goes 29 and 31. So that team's 
you know, complaining and moaning. Here's the thing, though. Win an extra game if you don't want that situation because I'm telling you, at the bottom of each league, and I haven't looked at the American League, but I can tell you in the National, in the National League right now, you're definitely getting a, a good chance at a below 500 club. In the American League, I'm sure it'll happen because even though you've got four teams in the Central above 500 right now and three in the East, you've only got one in the West, kind of like the, the Central in the, in the National League. So you're going to have, more than likely, a team below 500. So you're not going to get any sympathy from me if, if you know, talking about, well, the, it's not fair because the Cardinals and they didn't follow the protocols. And you don't know that. First of all, the casino thing has been pretty well debunked. It didn't happen. We don't know exactly how the Cardinals initially contracted this. We know there have been some missteps since. KMOV News 4 reporting earlier this week about Ryan Helsley and the haircut that he got. He was told to notify the stylist that he was uh, that he was exposed, that he was positive for COVID. He didn't go back and do it, and that's a problem. Clearly, you know, somewhere along the way, they've got to improve the protocols on, you know, making sure your guys are good, but also, you know, you've got a responsibility to the public as well, I believe, to inform, you know, people you've come into contact with. And, you know, so I think they got to beef up a little bit and, and do a little bit of better, better of a job in that regard. But in general, you know, you don't know that they, the, the reason that this COVID got into their clubhouse in the first place was because of something misbehaving, irresponsible that they were doing to begin with. And even if it was, You've seen that from other teams as well. The Indians, I think, learned a lesson from seeing what has happened to the Marlins and the Cardinals in general. And when some of their players have been doing some irresponsible things, like going out in Chicago, they've sent those guys home. Two pitchers. Zach Plesak, Mike Clevenger. They're like, you're, you're going to have to go quarantine for a few days because we can't afford what's happened to the Cardinals to happen here. So it's been a lesson to everybody. And I think that's a great thing. And hopefully it's a thing that means there won't be another situation like this for another team. But I don't think it's it's a – I mean, you're asking for trouble if you're a fan base, another team, and you're saying, well, look at the Cardinals, you know, they just kick them out. Don't, they, they shouldn't be eligible for anything this year. You could be next. I'm just saying. And it's not certainly not fun. I'm sure the players are not having a good time. I can tell you, as, a, as someone who covers the team, it's not been a good time. That's why I had the Hamilton clip at the beginning of the show today. Can we get back to baseball, please? So let's get back to baseball. Let's talk a little bit about the roster news that we got from Moselock on Thursday night. And we talked about Carlson a little bit. He's going to play. John Moselock said, you know, the Cardinals all along, can can we get a spot for him to play? You had no outfielders get COVID at first, and then you had Lane Thomas, Austin Dean get it. Boom, there's your opportunity for Carlson to come in, and they'll find ways to get him in the lineup. I am pretty sure of that. And with all these doubleheaders coming up, even if he doesn't start every game, like you probably are going to be seeing every position player during days when they've had doubleheaders going on. So uh, you're going to see plenty of Carlson. He's going to have his opportunity to make his mark. And if he's performing, there's not going to be this conversation of, you know, will I stick with Bader? Because the, the proof will be in the pudding. You're going to see who's going to get the playing time based on who's performing. If you've got a guy like Carlson, it's not going to be hard to keep him in there if he hits. Uh, so that's what that looks like from from the the Carlson perspective, from the rest of the roster perspective, Seth Elledge, John Nagowski, Ricardo Sanchez, and Rob Kaminsky are the players being called up from the Springfield site to join the Cardinals in Chicago. They'll be taking a bus along with Jose Okendo, I assume, because he was in the Springfield site kind of running things down there. Jose Okendo going to return as likely the third base coach, according to Moselock, for this weekend in Chicago. Those players, Elledge, Nagowski, who's a first baseman, infielder, 
DH possibility. Uh, just a, an extra bat off the bench. Elledge, right-handed pitcher. Ricardo Sanchez and Kaminsky, lefties. Uh, Kaminsky in particular is interesting because the Cardinals drafted him in the first round. They traded him uh, in the Brandon Moss deal several years back and then signed him, brought him back as a non-roster invitee, and now he's he's uh, with the team under some crazy circumstances, uh, potentially the opportunity to make a debut. So, you know, Kaminsky, Elledge, Ricardo Sanchez, like these aren't guys that were lighting up the, the minor league stat stat sheets or anything like that. Uh, but, you know, you've got you to have bodies at this point, and, and these are guys, too, that – I think the team can look back and, and when they do get their guys back and they're bringing all the, the players who had COVID, they're bringing those guys back into the fold. Is it possible that some of these guys, if they don't make the most of their opportunities here, or even if they do, that some of those guys will then be designated for assignment down the road? It's certainly possible. But I also would say some of these guys might end up, given the circumstance of, this, of what this season are, those guys might end up clearing and then being able to go back to the Springfield site and remain part of the organization. That's putting the cart before the horse, though, I, I, but it is something that people think about with, well, why didn't they just do this weeks ago and play the whole Springfield roster and just play games, and then when the guys get healthy, switch them back? You can't do that because of the 40-man, and when you take someone off the 40-man, which I believe they can do based on a COVID designation temporarily, but when, when you want to play them and get them back on, that's when it's like, all right, well, if we don't have room for you, that's when we have to DFA is the term you often hear. And that means other teams can pick these guys up. And so Cardinals probably don't want to lose any of their depth, certainly in a season like this one. So you can understand how that, that can be a little difficult. Uh, but those are some of the names that are coming up in addition to Dylan Carlson. Um, Austin Gomber, another note on him because he has been placed on the injured list, or he will be as of tomorrow. Cardinals, I don't believe, have sent a press release out with all this information, but uh, Mosellac confirmed it on Thursday. Gomber was one of the guys that they found due to contact tracing. He had been exposed on some level to COVID. And so because of that, even though he has not tested positive, he was identified as someone who's at risk potentially because of that contact tracing. And so basically, they're, they're, Mosellac described it as kind of a strategic move because they expect he'll be able to, to pick up a ball and start throwing a little bit over this weekend, get back into game shape and potentially be ready to rejoin the team you know, by next week. Uh, potentially even in Chicago because they do play the Cubs after the White Sox. And so they'll be there for like six days. And so, but Gomber won't be available right away. He is on the IL, uh, the COVID IL with that designation, but he has not been someone uh, identified as a positive test. The, the only new positive test that the Cardinals talked about on Thursday, their 18th as, as a 18th member of the organization, it was a, a coach, a staffer, unnamed, unidentified. Um, but as a result of all the coaches that have, have, been uh, put on the put on the shelf for now because of COVID. Uh, potentially, you're going to see Jose uh, Okendo back in action. So, they a lot of not a lot of names that you're getting as far as which coaches really doesn't matter a lot. A lot of those guys, understandably, probably want their privacy. But Okendo going to help pitch in, and because he's comfortable in that third base coaching role, they'll probably. It's not to say the the current third base coach is that's who's got COVID. It's just certainly plausible that they're that's where Jose is comfortable and so they're going to try to shuffle things around him to to make him comfortable and make things gel as far as the Mike Schilt coaching staff is concerned so we'll see as far as opt-outs uh you know it's a question that comes up in these zoom conferences often no players have told Mosellock they're thinking about opting out somebody asked about uh, coaches potentially opting out he said those conversations are private and certainly you'll you'll 
find out what has become of them if there's been any of those in the coming days. So uh, I would read into that to say maybe you will hear of, of, of a Cardinals coach potentially opting out of the season uh, based on, you know, just level of comfort and things like that. So that's kind of where the Cardinals are now. As far as the starting pitching for the weekend, Mosellock, uh, you know, that's more of a question for Schilt, but Mosellock said uh, he believes, so tentatively I guess I would say, you can trust that it's going to be Adam Wainwright in game one on Saturday and then probably a bullpen game in game two. Imagine you'll see some Alex Reyes, you know, he, you know, Genesis Cabrera, another guy that might be able to give you multiple innings. Uh, you're only going to have to cover seven in these doubleheaders. They are seven inning games, and so that'll be a little bit different, but that's what you're looking at um, on Saturday. And then Sunday, Dakota Hudson is uh, going to be the starter, according to John Mozalak. So Cardinals are supposed to get back on the field. They're they're hopeful. I don't even know if you can use the word confident. Like I said earlier in the show, it's going to come down to positive tests. Can they avoid them? If you have new ones, uh, I don't even want to think about what that would look like because to me, as I've said, not worried about the competitiveness of it. I'm, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Let's see him get back on the field. And then you can start, I mean, certainly at that point, I'm not naive, we're going to be talking about Cardinals trying to make the playoffs. But let's, like, live in a reality where that's the case first. Let's live in a reality where they're actually in the middle of a baseball game that hasn't been canceled, postponed because of COVID-19. And then we'll talk about, so, hey, can they catch the Cubs? Can they beat the Brewers or the Reds? Can they, Second place? You know, we'll get in, and it'll be so fun when we have the opportunity to do all that, but... For right now, focus on Friday, waking up, following that news. Hopefully it's all positive news of negative test results. Got to be careful with the phrasing there. But that's going to do it for this edition of B-Shape Daily. I appreciate you guys. Again, the dream is to be doing many of these episodes per week. Uh, That has kind of fallen off the rails because of the situation with not having games in 17 days. But... Hopefully we get back on track next week with lots of episodes breaking down a weekend series against the Chicago White Sox. We can look ahead to the Chicago Cubs, a bazillion games that remain on the schedule, kind of look at what the renewed schedule is going to look like when Major League Baseball releases that on Friday. And so it should be good stuff. So not sure 100% when the next time I'm going to talk to you all is, but make sure you subscribe to the show because then you won't miss a beat whenever we do air an episode. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Anywhere else that you're looking for podcasts, you can probably find B-Shafe Daily there. And make sure to follow me on the socials at bshafer12. I've got Twitter, I've got Instagram, and for Facebook, it's facebook.com slash bshafer12. Dylan Carlson coming. The Cardinals hopefully on the fast track to a return themselves. And we will talk to you guys soon. Peace.